0: reality is spiritual his truth is his truth and if we can align with god's reality we will finally be living by reality happy mother's day <laughs> say what happy day, Well thank you <laughs> No but I have to say I've it's it's um heavy on my heart I'm just going to start with this you know I know that every woman is not hasn't physically become a mother but you know that for every woman according to the word of god and according to the will of god he does have the calling of the spirit of motherhood on you he means for you to become spiritual mothers and i there's no such thing as a woman that god hasn't planned for other women to be mentored and be in the spirit of god because of you being in their lives so just know this morning um that motherhood is a woman thing now now we're blessed with physical physical births actual children coming into the kingdom of god because you mothers have done what i'm glad i never have to do and you've you've taken care of that part to expand the kingdom of god but but motherhood is a is just a woman thing so before we're done today we're going to bless every woman that wants to be blessed in this place um mother or mother or not your spiritual mother I'm also going to pick on someone, and um, she's going to love me for this. I just know it already. Um, We have with us Kim Daniel this morning. I'm sure that has nothing to do with Mother's Day. Um, But I'm just going to ask you, is it okay if I I put you on the spot, if you give us like a 30-second, one-minute update, and then have us pray for you since you're here? She's one of our missionaries, and I just, when one of our missionaries is here with us, you just don't miss that opportunity. You can stay right there if you want, um, although it be, would be great if you stood up so we can see you.
1: Um, first off, I have a cold, so <laughs> I almost didn't make it this morning. <clears throat> um, things have been going really well. Our club on Thursdays that we meet at UCCS, um, more and more internationals have been coming, um, and more consistent. And um, we've been able to develop some really good friendships. And one guy in particular, um, he's from India. He, on Easter Sunday, um, he came with me and a few friends to another friend who got baptized, an Indian friend as well. Um, and we went to a Tamil church. And Tamil is his heart language. So he got to hear the gospel um, in his heart language. Um, and God's really working in his heart uh I I called him B. His name is Babu. Um, He's a young um, adult man, um, and he's getting his Ph.D. in computer science, I think. It's hard to remember what all they get their degree and Ph.D. and everything in. Um, But God is really working in his heart. He's been going to Bible studies on Tuesday nights with not even our group, and then meets on Thursdays, and then our... We started up another family group on Friday night, and he's been coming to that. Um, so, I mean, there's fruit. Um, it's hard to see in other people, but it's exciting to see in him and to see how God is working. And he's been very honest. Um, I got to ride with him for three hours in the car. He's he's a talker. He's like, if you want to stay awake, then let me ride with you. I was like, okay, sure. And he talked pretty much the whole time, um, but just was basically sharing how... He knew that God exists. Um, and he did come from a, what is it called, a Hindu background, but they were not strong Hindu. Um, so every now and then they would go to a temple, but um, not anymore. But, yeah, so he's he's been like, yeah, God is there. I believe he is, and I want to know more. So, yeah, God's working. So thank you so much for your prayers. And um, we finished our family nights for the school year and then we're gonna start like park summer in the park just hang out with them and then finish like a graduation and an end of the year party on the 18th so yeah thank you
0: okay So, Father, we just lift to you Kim. We thank you that she's here with us this morning. We thank you for the power of your spirit in and upon her and the work that you're accomplishing. We ask a special blessing on her health, and we just declare that that cold is going away in the name of Jesus. And we ask for a release of your spirit over the new things that are starting this summer. We thank you for the fruit, and we believe that you're releasing an anointing for new summer things. For an explosion of fruit in the name of Jesus, Amen. So we're, as I said, we're gonna we're gonna bless mothers today. Um, I love that God's concerned about about us making sure that we are people of celebration. I realize He set up the whole calendar, um, and He said throughout the whole year you're going to celebrate me like this on this date and then this date's going to come along and you're going to celebrate me like this and I just think um, it doesn't have, it's not just one of these biblical ones but celebrating mothers is is such a God idea and um, we're going to do that and I believe that we're going to release miracles for mothers, we'll get to that, I'll just leave that as a cliffhanger or something um, but we're also going to continue to teach um, in what we started last week, which is positioning, positioning, what does that mean? To be positioned in Christ, to be positioned so that we can be blessed. And motherhood fits right into this. Yeah, I'd like to claim that like I planned this and it's just brilliantly executed and anything, but all the brilliance is God's, as far as I'm concerned, it's holy coincidence. Um, but I want you to notice, before we even start, um, you, you know that Jesus is positioned, first of all, right? Where is he positioned? At, at the right hand of the Father. Do you notice that the word of God says that he sat down? Isn't that peculiar? I mean, the one who's doing everything, the creator of all things, sat down. I'm just going to leave that alone, but that's his position. He sat down at the right hand of the Father, and the word of God also says that you're seated with him. So, it, as we are in him, we also sat down. Does that make sense? If it doesn't, if it does or it doesn't, meditate on that one and I, I promise a blessing. That's Jesus' position. Do you know that you're positioned automatically? Okay, even without participation, he has finished a work that positions you. Do you know that? If you're unfamiliar with your position, I encourage you to go this week and read Ephesians um, chapter 1 through 3 just read it or read it 95 times or something and really get in touch with how you are positioned because he's, he's paid a price to position you. Okay. Um, But we're going to turn to, uh, well, let me tell you this, this morning we're going to look specifically at how you're positioned in his word. Okay. Now, Um, let me just get something out of the way because we're in a culture that almost worships the Bible. You know, Father, Son, and Holy Bible. And and now don't hear me wrong. It's very important to understand that God um, has um, done everything through this word. Jesus is the word of God and there are recorded inerrant words in this Bible and he will never contradict it. And he is going to fulfill everything in it. So hopefully I'm just saving somebody from leaving here mad because I'm like I'm minimizing the Bible or something. I'm not. I just want to tell you that this morning when I talk about positioning in the word of God and what that means to us, I'm actually talking about the words of the Father. Okay, I'm actually talking about the spoken word of God to you. Do you know that what this book records is is continual encounters of people with God where he speaks to them, it changes their life, and they become who they are because they become acquainted with who he is and, and the word that he speaks over their life and it changes everything. If anything, that's what this book is. It leads you to believe that he is speaking to you. You know, if Jesus is the word of God, he's always got something to say. So the the problem is not that he's not saying something to you. He's the word of God. (laughs) He's saying something to you. It's our awakeness to the word that he's speaking. Is that the truth? Okay. Um, I want to just really explore that. I believe there are huge gifts here. And um, I want to start in Luke chapter 2 and verse 17. And this is a mother story. In fact, it's kind of a Mother's Day. We're going to look at just a a piece of the Christmas story. We're going to look at Mary. And here we're going to see an example of someone who positions themselves in the word of God, really just as an introduction from the example of motherhood. We're going to see what I believe God wants us to become a people of. Okay, so just starting to read in verse 17. It says, now when they had seen him, that's shepherds. So let me give you context, okay? This is right after the shepherds have had the the great appearance of God's glory and the angels' words have been spoken to them and they come to visit um, Mary and Joseph and, and to come see the king, to come see Jesus. So it says, now when they, the shepherds, had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Now, keep your finger there, but, but listen. In other words, what it just told us is that they have words. They have received revelations or spoken words about their participation in something even. Not just words about mystery out there, but their participation in something. And they're marvelous words. It tells us specifically that they're the kinds of words that when they share them, and it's saying specifically they're telling everybody, they can't shut up about it. And, and they're, words that, um, they're words that are so marvelous that it causes whoever hears to marvel. Okay, it's important to understand that. And then, and then we have Mary here. Uh, verse 19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Okay, now listen, I want to focus on 19. On 19, Mary um, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. What things? What did she keep and ponder? The revelation, the words, right? Right. The words Now, is, is it absolutely true that at this moment there are so many words that were just spoken that are far from completely fulfilled? Words that are marvelous, that she can't even understand, but what does she do? Other translations say that she treasured them, she stored them up. What does that mean? She valued, she valued words that didn't even show glimmers of light in really being fulfilled yet, that are so marvelous that they have not even begun to manifest or present themselves really, but she values, she treasures them in such a way that it's something to be held on to. She stores it in her heart. Now, from this moment to the time that things are going to be fulfilled, moms, (laughs) how many times is she going to have opportunity to doubt what's spoken or to be challenged, troubled, trial. When Jesus has a runny nose, it's going to be hard to remember the marvelous things that has been prophesied that she stores and keeps in her heart. Does that that make sense? She's got a long road, but what the Word of God tells us is that she, she valued it, she stored it, she treasured it. How many, uh, do you realize this morning, and I know you all do because you, you love Jesus and you understand the value of life, but you know motherhood does not start at birth, right? <laughs> when does it start really? Trace back with me. When does it start really? It starts with a word, right? Um, and in fact, doesn't it actually start with a word before the mother finds, here's the word. In most cases, someone someone is pregnant or with child (laughs) before they get the official word from the stick or the doctor or whatever right it's actually true it's actually a spoken word of God before she becomes aware of it and then she becomes aware of it and then what though when she becomes aware of it it, it's still a word right it's a life-changing world-shattering world-changing word that's spoken but not completely fulfilled whatsoever not even on the day of birth it's just it's just the beginning of the of the glorious fulfilling of that word is that right and that's how it begins i want to tell you you know the i'm not looking at it today because i I know you can just kind of do this with me but you know the word of god uses that metaphor all the time that mother metaphor, the birth pains. You know, what do they say of a woman that um, it, we don't use it much in our culture anymore, but it's a period of waiting, right? Waiting? How many scriptures do you think of with waiting? Um, and then the pain starts, right? You're, you're waiting, and is that inactive? Like, well, I'm with child, I'm waiting, or whatever. But it's, it's a very active period, right? Psychology is changing, um, um, husbands are going crazy preparing spaces and everything changes it, it the isn't it true that the moment the word is spoken everything changes okay I'm going to show you from the Word of God I believe that um, God wants to give a gift he wants us to become a people that position in a in word do you know that um, and I think I started to tell you this and I, I didn't do a good job so let me go back you understand the Bible yes Study that thing. Read that thing. Pray the scriptures. Okay? Because because what? The word of God, now let me put this out there. You know that every word of God is a promise. Do you know that? There's no such thing as like things that God will speak that are not promised. The word of God tells us that no word that he speaks returns void. So no, no matter what he speaks, is promise. In fact, what I want to tell you is that every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father has the power in itself to be fulfilled. Every word that he speaks, um, what do we live by? When Jesus is being tempted in the desert preparing for ministry, what does he say? We don't live by bread alone, but what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. Every word has the power in itself to be fulfilled. So I want to tell you, we've gotten into a culture or a thinking that we think that the words of God are, um, in other words, um, let me say this. In other words, personal, powerful, prophetic, guiding words of God are for like superstar Christians. Okay, now I want to tell you something. The Bible teaches something very different, and I'm going to show you that the the personally spoken guiding word of god is for every son of god okay i'm going to show you this and in fact i'm going to i'm going to put this out there um, you know we live our lives where like certain things um anybody ever been in crisis <laughs> we have crises you can have like um you can have a financial crisis or you can have a marriage crisis um, a, a crisis over your children, all kinds of crisis. And when we're in one, are you aware of it? You're very aware of it. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord put on my heart this week as I prepared. Um, I believe we don't recognize the crisis of the absence of words over us. Do you know there was really, there is no bigger crisis that we could lay out for um, for someone who follows Jesus who is unaware who is not awake to the words that God is speaking over you I believe it's in Proverbs it says something to the effect of people without a vision perish that's what does that mean literally people without a speaking without a guiding word that that is that is a word of God, which means what? It's a promise and it's full of all the power in itself to fulfill itself. Without those spoken words, we're just on a random trajectory and the word of God tells us that's the process of perishing. Now, I'm not talking about your salvation. Okay, nothing can separate you from the love of God. The moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're good to go. (laughs) 100% good to go. Okay, I'm talking about the fulfillment of God's plans, the participation in the joy. He knits you in your mother's womb because he has amazing, miraculous plans for you to enter into his joy. (laughs) For that, if this book teaches us anything, it's that for that to occur, he does it through speaking words. He says let there be, his words are creational. He says let there be light and there's light. And when he speaks over you and he says daughter or he says son, he's, he's speaking a word that has the power in it to fulfill itself. That's good news. Sometimes he even uses words to speak that word. <laughs> you know, um, I am going to get back in the scriptures here, but I'm just going to put out there so you understand what I was just saying. You know, um, a wonderful brisket sitting on the table is a word without speaking, at least it's a very powerful word to me. It, it gets in my heart. It elicits actions. It changes my entire atmosphere and decision-making process <laughs> when there's a wonderful smoky brisket on the table and nobody spoke. nobody has to tell me it's there. Nobody has to tell me what to do about it once I'm aware that it's there. You know, the words of God are like that. It's the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at this, I think. <laughs> the Holy Spirit in you, God gave you the Holy Spirit to be that draw to the words of God, to give you the desires of your heart. Those are words. But we have, we have a crisis, and, and I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, my prayer is that many of us leave here today with a real bad crisis. <laughs> because if, if we're moving along without spoken words of God over us, that's, that's a greater crisis than a financial one, than a marriage one, than a, you name it, the kind of crisis you can have. Not not operating, not having the blessing of God speaking a word, live, positioning ourselves in his word is a crisis. And I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm talking about his word spoken to you. Do you know that he speaks that you are a word? <laughs> you know that, right? You are a word and he speaks words to you that is not anybody else's word. Um, go with me to Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven. The word of God, the word somewhere, um, I don't know where right now, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, and it's the glory of kings to seek it out. Do with that. If that was a flyover, just let it go. And if that did something for you, God bless you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeremiah 29 11. Here it says, and, and this is famous, you guys know this, but I'm almost certain I'm going to show you some things, uh, different, different things in it that you've not seen before. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Isn't that good news? <laughs> He's thinking of you. <laughs> thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I'm going to keep going, but you understand, that's a word. It's a very general word. It's a good one though, right? I'll take it. that's a word and then verse 12 it says then you will call upon me and pray to me and i will listen to you do you notice there's a progression then is a progression word so what was the progression the word is spoken first and then you'll call upon him pray to him and he'll listen Jesus, the God of the universe, will stop and listen to you. When he speaks the word, it is, listen, it is actually the word that he speaks that elicits us to go to him, start a conversation, pray to him, causing him to stop and listen. Isn't that something? Do you see that? Are we doing, did you see that? Did that make sense? Okay, so important. Now watch, the progression keeps going. It says, "Then you'll call upon me and go and pray to me and I'll listen to you." Verse 13 says, "And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart." Now remember the context. This is in the context of God speaking a word. Are you gathering it? Spe- he speaks a word, and then we seek, we pray to him, he listens. And, and it, in that context, the progression goes on, and he says, when you seek me with all your heart. Now, look, let's, church, let's take that out of the cliche for just a moment. I know, seek God with all your heart. But listen, this is in the context of God speaking words. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. They're not just words. It makes them pretty necessary, doesn't it? Spirit and life, him speaking to you. Encounter with him. And here it says, when you seek with all your heart. So what's that, what's that saying? Of course, you love Jesus. Raise your hand if you love Jesus. And you seek him with all your heart. I just want to take this into a new context for you. This is in, this is in context, speaking about him speaking words to you because he's crazy about you he loves you that much and has plans he speaks words and from that position okay we're talking about positioning from one who is a child of his that he speaks to we seek him from that place with all of our heart and it releases all the power of the word that was already in itself to be fulfilled (laughs) thank you i got an amen that's just good news i just i hope that well maybe i'm causing crisis i guess that was my prayer (laughs) if i just i'm going to keep going here but i just have to put out there if you're sitting here this morning and what this is causing you to do is have a little minor panic like i don't know the word what's the word spoken on me. What are you speaking, God? What's the guidepost? What did you give me that has the power in itself to fulfill itself because you designed me for this and you're speaking it to me? I don't know what that is. Let me just tell you, it's blessed to be in the awareness that that's a crisis, that you don't know what that is. (laughs) Go ahead and feel the crisis. That's a good place to be. And then what? We just read it. Seek him. Seek him. Ask him for the word. Ask him what to seek him on. Okay. I'll, I'll quit picking on you. I'll leave you alone. Actually, I have to read one more verse. Um, 14, verse 14 says, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. Isn't it interesting that being, being outside of this conversation in the awareness of his words of blessing is considered captivity? Where does he bring you out from? He brings you out from wordlessness. (laughs) He brings you out from a place where you are unawake, unaware of the Spirit's presence delivering to you what God has planned for you. That's captivity. Okay, all right, we're going to return to Mary's story here now. Go to John chapter 2. And this is so good. Now remember, what did Mary do? She, she had words. You know when I talk about Mary, I'm, I'm actually talking about you, right? Because we already said Jesus is speaking words over you. Look at somebody and say, Jesus is speaking words over me. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's in the throne room, always interceding. What is interceding? It's getting in agreement with the Father on your behalf of the words that are spoken over you. Those creational promising things that have the power in them to fulfill themselves through you. So you participate in the joy. Now that was good. Did we get that on recording? (laughs) I don't think I could say that twice. Okay, so Mary gets these words and she treasures them, right? Do you know that... That's like, I don't know, I'm going to make up a percentage. That's like 90% of the Christian life. 90% of being one who loves Jesus and wants to be about what he's about is he speaks words that you either treasure, you either store them up, you either, what is that? It's like, it's like a mother, it's, it's like a pregnant woman. You're in waiting, a word is spoken, and he's bringing you to its fulfillment right it's a it's a painful grueling it's a waiting process right but waiting waiting is positioning your entire life toward the thing that was spoken the thing that keeps purpose from perishing right now mary's got these words and in this passage we're going to fast forward to jesus's first miracle so like what what is is that 30 years later i have the chronology right 30 years later. But now bear in mind, it's the first miracle. So what's that telling us? Mary has not seen him, at least not publicly, according to the word of God. She's not seen him manifest the kingdom in a way like this before. But she has all the marvelous prophecies of who her son is. Why does she have them? It was spoken and she kept it. She treasured it. She changed her life according to the spoken word. And so fast forward 30 years later and that's, that's the Mary who sits here, the mother of Jesus who sits here this day is, is the one who treasured, kept, aimed toward always the word spoken so so here's the story okay um chapter 2 verse 1 gospel of john it says on the third day there was a wedding in cana of galilee and the mother of jesus was there now both jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding and when they ran out of wine the mother of jesus said to him so so mary is saying to her son jesus they have no wine now, I personally think the humor of God, this is one of the greatest stories if you've got to get in touch with the humor of God. Jesus says to her, woman, now I just have to pause right there. If I, if I ever heard my son say to my wife, woman, <laughs> we'd be having a family issue, <laughs> right? right? So He says, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour is not yet come. What's he telling her? He's going, um, he's going Mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not time for, and what? He's saying, it's not time. You know, psh. psh. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Psh. Right? He's going, Mom, you're shh, quiet, Mom. You're making a fool of yourself. <laughs> That's what's going on here. But now look what happens. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says do you, do it. So she's a she's a good Jewish mother, okay. So what Jesus says Jesus says, no, it's not time, mom, cut it out. And she it's like she she does. You know, moms have super superpowers. Um, she she doesn't even respond or acknowledge to him. She as a good Jewish mother, she just looks at the servants and says, do whatever he tells you to do. And you can just see Jesus sitting there like, I just said it's not time. But what does he do? What does he do? He does it. So what did Mary do? She reached forward. Now listen to me. She reached forward and she, she ripped open heaven and called forth. She invoked something before its time. You can't interpret that any other way. Jesus just said it's not time. But moms have superpowers. <laughs> I've seen my, and I want you to know that this story is saying you have superpowers. This is the call of God on your life. When he speaks a word, a word for you, and you treasure it, you keep it, you may have to do that for 50 years. Sometimes it's fulfilled in the same week. Other times you've got a long, hard, persecuted, ridiculous road, and like 40 or 50 years from now, he is he is going to fulfill the word. Remember, it has its own power in it because it's God's words. It has its own power in it to be fulfilled. That's superpowers. And then what? When the moment is right, when the spirit guides, or when mom elbows you, you invoke the word. You you. Because you kept it, because you treasured the word of God, your personal word of God to you over everything else, you stand, you position yourself to grab the word, rip open heaven, and make it manifest in this place. That's the only way you can read that story. Yeah. And moms have superpowers. So they have a special ability to do that. I watch Sunder do exactly what's in this story all the time. Um, she'll... She'll say to our son, it's time to, to brush your teeth. And he'll go, mom, and have some kind of reason why it's not time. It's too early. And she just ignores that he's even arguing. And she says, yeah, and make sure that you brush the front ones really good when you go back there to do it. And he's still, he's still kind of like, oh, but his feet are moving that direction now. <laughs> and then she'll say, and, and he's still kind of maybe going, I don't think it's time for this. And she'll say, don't forget to wipe the sink. It's the same thing you're reading here. Moms have powers to pull things out. And I'll tell you something, before we're done, the blessing today, um, I believe God put this on my heart, I believe there are moms here, if not every single one of you, and I'm talking about spiritual moms too, um, where you have been contending, where just like this, you know, God gives words about your children to moms, and dads too, but I'm convinced, especially powerfully, to moms. Moms see God's heart over the children like no one else. And those are words. Those are words of God that hold the power in it. But they do have to be invoked. Did you know that God? Um, God does not violate you. Why? I don't know. That's his nature. He loves you. He's just. That's just the way he is. He's a lover, and he wants lovers. You see? So this morning before we're done, we're going to invite any moms who have been contending, maybe for, um, maybe for little children that are still little, but maybe for 20, 30 years you've been watching um, words that you knew at some point God spoke a word and you kept it. You know that God has something for those kids, but the enemy and circumstances and bondage and, and pain has caused the words to be shut down. That's not what you see them living today, but did, did you keep the word? We're going to release some. I believe God wants to release anointing on that this morning. We're going, to, we're going to send out the power of the kingdom from mothers to begin to release what God actually spoke over children today. You on board? Okay. <laughs> Should we do it now? All right, let's do it now. Okay. Okay yep let's do it i got more i'm, I'm not going to be able to let you out after that but i'm kidding um but let's do it um moms first of all um let's just start with would you just raise your hand if what i just said makes perfect sense you know god wow wow i knew you mom said superpowers um if if uh you just raised your hand just stand up okay stand up thank you father Thank you, Father. We're gonna release the kingdom of heaven right now over some kids. Grown kids, little kids. Raise your hand if it's a grown kid. Affecting a whole family of their own now. Or okay. How about if it's a if it's little ones still? Yeah? Okay. Thank you, God. Okay. Now here's what we're gonna I'm just gonna coach as we go along. I'm not gonna explain it. I'm gonna start by praying. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your good plans over kids. We thank you that we are all your kids. And I thank you for your good idea this morning to release some of the power of of your throne room over people's lives. Thank you for making mothers who hear your words about their kids. Okay, now here's what I want you to do. Just all at once, I'm going to give a count of three. and I, if, if it's a name that you can say, if it's not, that's okay. Keep the privacy. We always respect people, ministries and love. But if it's okay for you to do it, I just want you to call out the name all at one time. Okay, I'm going to count to three. And you just call out the name that you're thinking of. If it's more than one, you can call them both. One, two, three. Thank you, Father. We lift up to you every one of them. And I thank you that you have made powerful mothers that have stored your words that you privileged them with over their children. We thank you that these words have the power in them to be fulfilled because they're your words. And so right now, in the strong name of Jesus and the price that he paid for us to have this authority, we are releasing the authority of the throne room to, to go out and fulfill those words. In the name of Jesus, we're binding the enemy to stand against these beautiful identities that you've created through these mothers. And we release your your identity, we release your ministry, we release freedom in the name of Jesus. Health, relational, physical, emotional, mental health is going right now in the name of Jesus over these words. Father, I ask that you'd show every mother how to to respect the fact that they now know that you just started a new season of fulfilling the words and how do they walk respectfully with these adult children <laughs> knowing that i know something you don't know i'm asking you lord to to give them the wisdom and the ability to walk relational relationally with these kids with your kids knowing that you just done this thing in the name of jesus release your power release your ability the word shall not be thwarted at, from this moment in the name of jesus amen Okay, we did that. That happened. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I'm gonna just I'm gonna show you one more thing, and then we'll close it up so you have time with mom. No, actually, we're gonna do this. Okay. Thank you, Father. Um, go to John uh, sixteen and verse 12 I want to show you something I just want to bring I want to bring the power of the truth of this from the word of God so that you walk out of here if you're walking out in crisis God bless you (laughs) just know that I'm going to be praying for you but I, I it truly is my prayer it should feel like a crisis I'm telling you it's a real deep trouble when you don't have a word of God speaking you know that? Do you all agree with me? Have I convinced you yet? If the, just in case there's somebody here who's not convinced, that's, this is the perfect scripture for that. Um, in 1612, it says, um, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. Who else is a disciple? Good. Okay. So he, he has many things to speak, but they can't bear them now. What's he talking about? We've taught here, I think many times, because it's kind of a a heart passage area for me. We've taught on you're moving from glory to glory, right? What is that? I'm going to give the quick version. It's from weight to weight, right? Glory means weight. It's the glory, the presence of God on a word. That's what glory is. And and the word of God says right now you see as in a dim mirror and you're moving from glory to glory. In other words, I'm moving from here where I have a certain ability to handle a weight of God's glory in a word spoken over me. And I'm moving for God is moving me and so therefore I'm moving from here to over here where I can handle this weight of God's presence or glory on a spoken word does that make sense and then um, it's those words are actually in tenses where it's like and perpetuating so I move from here to here so that now I'm handling this weight of glory the manifestation remember that God's ability to fulfill the word is in it because it's his word and he's moving you from glory to glory to be a word fulfiller you are a spoken word is this making sense okay so that's what this is saying. Jesus is saying to them, I have many things to say, but I give, them, I give you the word over you as you can bear them. As you become in me one who handles the weight of glory. You know, the word of God says he does not withhold anything. Amen? That means nothing's withheld from you. Now I'm going to show you that here. Look, in verse 13 it says, However, when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. Remember that it's truth that sets you free. What is freedom? Let's talk about this for a minute. I I know, freedom from sin, freedom to... What is real freedom that the word of God talks about? Isn't it freedom to be you, the creation that he made? And when you're brought into him, His big idea, you a spoken word, his big idea is brought into submission to him. You're free to be his plan, his big idea when he created you. The truth sets free. And then it goes on. Now listen, we're getting to it. It says, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come what things he wants you to know about like like marvelous things and apocalyptic literature <laughs> what things he's going to tell you things to come he's going to tell you the plans that he has for you why does he call you friends because he lets you in on the whole game plan it's so what the spirit of god was given to speak to you the things to come for you now now listen to me church you, either you're awake to that or you're not the problem is not that he's not speaking words or the problem is not that he has a heart where he wants you to be in mystery why the heck is my life going like this where where am i going this is all so meaningless that's not his heart and that's not the problem. He is speaking words because the word of God tells us that he gave the spirit to share those words with you <laughs> so that you'll treasure them and aim everything at them otherwise you're aimless. It is a crisis if you don't, it's, it's, it is essential <laughs> to have words over you in fact I want to tell you something being a Christian being a follower of Jesus without known words that you're aiming to because God spoke them over you it's a very perilous position to be in I can't teach it this morning but biblically that is very dangerous (laughs) because it gives you know there's competing voices the brisket is competing (laughs) And the enemy's voice is competing. And he is, do you know that the enemy, um, for whatever reasons, we see in the scriptures that he is aware of callings and destinies. And he is trying to shut down destinies. If he's more aware of them than you are, that's a pretty precarious position to be in. So, if you're feeling some crisis, I'm going to be praying for you, but go ahead, feel it feel the crisis what word what word of God spoken over you are you operating in okay now I, I got to do the good part here I didn't even do the good part <laughs> going on in the scripture it so what did it say it says and he will tell you things to come your things not things you're going to find published in you. This is all really important. You can't interpret what he says unless you're kind of grounded here, right? Nothing will violate here. The word of God is the measuring stick, but then we live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Okay? And he says, listen, speaking of the Spirit, Jesus says, he will glorify me, for he, listen to this, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you what does that mean that just said the spirit's job is to take of what is jesus and declare it to you now let's get something straight declare what when god declares we've been talking about this all morning but i want to make sure we're not missing it here when god declares something what is that That's doing it. That's the word, right? That is actually giving it to you. Just like when you declare to a woman you're pregnant. (laughs) That's the giving of the promised fruit. Okay? And the word of God does not return void. So what did that say? It says the Spirit's job and the, the way the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus and brings you into participation in that is that he will take of what is Jesus's and give it to you. De- declare it to you, right? Why would you need what's Jesus's? I love the laughter. <laughs> why do you need that? I'm going to tell you why you need that. It's, it's the perfect will of God for us. You need that because you, you have his calling now. You are the, mini- the body of Christ. You individually and together as members of his body. You, <laughs> your words are the fulfillment of his words. Your word, your ministry is now his ministry. His ministry is your ministry. If you're gonna, we're talking about things that are beyond you that are impossible for you. If you have ideas about a ministry that you can accomplish on your own, that's not your ministry. You missed it. because Your ministry is Jesus' ministry and he's calling forth things that are impossible for you. And he's speaking that word over you. It's the Spirit's job to take what is Jesus' and declare it to you, to declare those words so that you know that you not only, you not only know what you are doing, what you are fulfilling with you. You're a friend. He wants you to know, but you also know, you also have the filling faith that says that's a word of God. And so therefore, it has all the power of the throne room of God to fulfill it. Do you see that? Such good news. In fact, it's the only news. And that's the Spirit's job to take, (laughs) I love this, to take what is Jesus's and give it to you. And give it to you for the fulfillment of the spoken words over you. Do you see how you're in trouble if you don't know the words over you? That, that really is a problem. It's easily remedied because he does not have the problem of being heard. Do you know that you are made, you are designed, you are created, you are specifically made to hear and respond to God. <laughs> we we like to believe that oh it's so hard to hear God and some of you are already making plans in your head. I'm going to go labor and prayer until my knees bleed. I'm feeling the crisis. I'm going to go find out what the words spoken over me are. I just want to tell you just just ask him to help you be, become awake. It's not something where you have to crawl up a 100 steps on your knees it's he he's been waiting for this he's waiting for you just to say boy I'm not aware of the word Lord And I, I know that it's not your problem it's, you don't have a problem speaking you don't have a problem being heard you don't have a problem <laughs> make me awake he's speaking it all the time every day from the time you get out of bed Um, till the time you go to bed in your sleep he's doing it in dreams that's biblical (laughs) he's always speaking the word the prayer is father make me awake to the word that you're speaking over me so that i have an aim and so that i have the faith that i am walking in what your spoken word inherently has the power to fulfill that's it how many thousands of hours wasted on what is the meaning of life? <laughs> there it is. Amen. Amen. He's inviting you into partnership. Do you know what that means? I'm just going to close with this thought. I have like nine more pages, but that's not going to happen. So I'm just going to close with this thought. Do you know what partnership is? It is merely coming into agreement with what he says who wants to be a partner it means you're listening for what he says it means you believe that when he says i mean for you to know what i'm saying you believe him that's that's step one i believe you lord You're speaking to me. You have good plans, and you actually want me to know something about what they are. Now, let me caution you. Notice that we talked about glory to glory, okay? He doesn't give you more than you can bear. Thank God. I mean, like if he showed me even just a glimpse of where we were going up to this point, I would have probably croaked a while back, right? He gives you what you can bear, but it is his intention, for you to be a creature that is moving to to handle a greater weight of glory and a greater weight of glory and then a greater weight. And all along the way, he is communicating to you. He's, He's trying to get you to listen. He's trying to get your attention. You know, he loves you like crazy. And he's just always wooing for you. Listen to me. Look, I just, I'm doing this right now. Do you see this? Do you feel this tug of your heart? I'm speaking this word. And thank God when he actually gives the words. Anybody else ever had actual words spoken? Yes, thank God. Those are really critical. I, I'm kind of one of the denser ones in the kingdom of God. A lot of times I really need those. <laughs> the little tugs and stuff like that. I'm going around like this and... Thank God for the words. Sometimes he actually uses words, but the tug of your heart, he's speaking to you all the time. And what I want you to walk away with today is two things. One, he is speaking those words and they are because he wants to bring you into the fullness of joy. It's not because he needs something from you. It's because he has marvelous plans like Mary had, things too marvelous to comprehend for you that he wants to bring you into. And the second one is is if if you find yourself in seasons where you're not quite sure what the operating word is at the moment, that's okay as long as you know that is a crisis. I'm serious about that. We're going into times in our world today where if you don't know that that's a crisis, you're in a bigger crisis than you know. Because words, the words of the world... The briskets in the world are going to scream loudly. And if you didn't store it, treasure it, keep it, hear it in the first place, be awake to it in the first place, store it, treasure it, keep it, you really are in a crisis. Anytime I hit a season where I'm thinking, um, man, I just don't know what I'm operating in right now. I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to be up to. Like, what, what, what is the anointing on right now? What authority have you placed for me to do what? When I get in that kind of a situation, I begin to feel a little panicked. I'm not telling you to panic. <laughs> it doesn't surprise him. <clears throat> he knows and he knew and he's perfectly capable of taking care of it. But I do want to tell you, an awareness of that that being a problem, that's a good thing. That, you know what that's called? Wisdom. <laughs> it really is. It's wisdom to know that not being awake to the word of God over you so that you're walking in an authority. You know if you don't, okay, apparently I can't help myself. You know if you're not walking in a word, that means you're walking outside of an authority. That could be a whole teaching, but do you understand that it is the words of God that carry authority? (laughs) So you're either going to be out there walking in great peril or walking aimlessly, fruitlessly, or you're walking in authority which only comes from one place. It comes from being positioned in the word of God. Your word. Raise your hand if you have a word personally for you. If you're not raising your hand, raise your hand. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you want to do, Father? Let's just pray for... Um, let's all stand up together. Let's pray to close. And you know what? Um, I'm feeling like... Let me just open us in prayer. <clears throat> And then I just want to have a few minutes where I leave it open. Um, open for you to call out prayers. Pray pray for moms, pray for daughters, pray for anything you want. Father God, I thank you for Mother's Day. I thank you for um, just a special day. I ask your blessing on um, honoring your idea to have mothers in the first place, the ones who are most in tune with your words over your kids that you bore through them we just we just thank you again we just give you the glory that you have released authority from mothers this morning to change the lives to to free destinies and identities that are in bondage we thank you in faith that you have released your spirit upon those identities and the plans you have for our sons and daughters In the name of Jesus. And you just call it out. What's on your heart? What do you want to pray while we're gathered? as time went up. that you may your word. Let a pray, more. I feel like there's one more thing to pray for. I feel like we're supposed to release a certain ministry right now, this morning, in people's hearts. Um, Spiritual mothers. Spiritual motherhood. So actually, we're going to start by some of you already know that you're spiritual mothers, and I feel like we're supposed to start there. So in the strong name of Jesus, I thank you for calling out spiritual mothers. If you're standing by one and you know one, just reach over and put your hand on them. (laughs) We ask, we thank you that there is already an anointing and a calling to spiritual motherhood. We thank you that this is of you and this was your idea. And so first we pray a special protection over them, that, that their ministry of, of motherhood um, cannot be thwarted, it cannot be hindered. We ask you to put, put a protection of angels all around them so that there's a full release of that ministry. And uh, we ask for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon that anointing that is yours to, to carry out this ministry. In the name of Jesus, in that authority, we make that prayer. And now, Lord, um, I ask that for those um, here that you are calling out right now, I ask that you would create an awareness that you are calling them out to be a spiritual mother. In the name of Jesus, just create that awareness right now. Holy Spirit, come. Bring a revelation that you are calling, that you're speaking that word right now in the name of Jesus, would you make us awake? No matter what age we are, would you make, would you make these women awake to that? And as I believe you've just done that for some, Lord, then I ask, I I ask that you would pour out the anointing, pour out yourself and the awakeness to hear the ongoing words for the direction of this ministry over them. That in the name of Jesus right now, you are releasing ministries that are going to change many, many daughters and women that are going to bring about your will over many, many women in the kingdom of God. You're releasing those ministries right now. I ask you that in faith. I thank you that you're doing it. And uh, we love you, Jesus. Amen.